Hey, this is Dr. Duncan McCollum, and welcome to McCollumWellnessRadio.com podcast. I'm so excited to get this out, get you some great information that you need to hear. Right now, our country needs to learn how to take care of their own health. You're going to find out these issues and answers on McCollumWellnessRadio.com podcast every week. So listen up. Good afternoon, everybody. This is Dr. Duncan McCollum coming to you from McCollum Wellness Radio, Radio Free Santa Cruz. It's one of the last vestiges of uh, free speech, it seems, these days. And uh, I've been alluding to a special guest I have on today. I'm very exciting, excited to have her here, and I'm going to be able to reveal who she is now. So I have uh, with us Dr. Judy Mikovits. And you may or may not know of her, and I'm hoping that a lot of you are going to be exposed to her for the first time because we really need to get a lot of information out to the people. So Judy spent the last 20 years at the National Cancer Institute, or 20 years at the National Cancer Institute, working with Dr. Frank Rossetti, one of the founding fathers of human retrovirology. That's a mouthful, so I know we're in for a treat today. (laughs) And has co-authored more than 50 peer-reviewed scientific papers. She co-founded and directed the first Neuroimmune Disease Institute using a systems biology approach back in 2006. Uh, Dr. Mikovits lives in Southern California with her husband, David. So welcome to the show. Thank you, Dr. Duncan. Pleasure to be here. Yeah, we're very, very happy to have you. And so what we're going to do is I'm going to read one of the foreword of one of her books called Plague of Corruption. And this foreword is by none other than Bobby Kennedy Jr., who's a a hero, crusader. Um, And uh, so this is what he said um, regarding... um, you know, his thoughts about Judy. He goes, and he's quoting something that the famous Galileo had said, okay? And he goes, and yet it moves, Galileo whispered, those defiant words in 1615 as he left the Roman Inquisition tribunal before he repudiated, that means he took back, (laughs) I had to look it up, (laughs) his theory that the earth the immovable corner of the universe, according to contemporary orthodoxy, revolves around the sun. Had he not recanted, his life would have been forfeited. We like to think of the Galileo struggles as the quaint artifact of a dark, ignorant, and tyrannical era where individuals challenged governments, anointed superstitions only at the grave personal risk. Yet Judy, Dr. Judy Mikovits, her story shows the stubborn orthodoxies anointed by pharmaceutical companies and corrupt government regulators to protect power and profit remains a dominant force in science and politics. So basically what that's alluding to is the fact that you're, you're going along doing your own business, trying to make the world a better place, and then all of a sudden it backfired. I'm going to read just two sentences from your introductory of your book, and then I'll let you take it away, Okay. So she goes, I never imagined I'd become one of the most controversial figures in the 21st century science. For me, it was always about following the data and listening to the patients. As scientists, we're supposed to solve problems and help humanity. That's our mission, the very purpose to which we've dedicated our lives. So, Judy, you've had a lot of things happen in the last uh, several years. Can you kind of give us a little bit of a background of what's going on and where we're heading? Uh, Well, yes, it all started about a decade ago in 2009 when we isolated and characterized for the first time a new family of disease-causing retroviruses, that is AIDS-like viruses. Um, And we, um, we associated with them with more than 21 million Americans, the diseases autism, chronic fatigue syndrome, which was, you know, the, the correct term in, in science is myalgic encephalomyelitis. That's inflammation of the brain and spine. 
spinal cord. Um, that that discovery was celebrated when we published it on October 8th, 2009 in the journal Science. So it was met with great fanfare because one new virus could actually be a target to cure many diseases which had no known causes and were afflicting millions, tens of millions of Americans. As essentially between 4 and 6% of America has been infected with that virus um, over the past um, at least 50 years from our books. Wow, that's amazing. And, you know, I mean, if you think about it, you don't hear about AIDS anymore, really. You don't hear about HIV that much. And it was back in the, those days, I remember how terrible it was and how many people were affected by it. Correct. And, and in fact, today is the 29th anniversary of my PhD thesis defense at George Washington University. And it was that it was that thesis and the work that emanated from that that said it's not the infection that is the disease. It's the it's how the virus cripples the immune system. So if you can prevent the damage to the immune system, to the tissues and keep the violence virus dormant and silence, you'll never get AIDS. So at that time, on November 7th of, of 1991, mm -hmm. um, Magic Johnson, it was announced, had acquired an HIV infection. He was right. found to be infected um, with HIV. So the question at my PhD thesis defense a week later was, on the molecular level, based, I, I got a PhD in biochemistry and molecular biology, based on your thesis, will he, or will he not die of AIDS? And I said, he has to change everything molecularly. You can't wait till the immune system is crippled. You need to prevent the expression of the virus and you need to prevent the transmission and the suppression of the immune system. Stop the flame, keep the inflammation from driving the disease. So now they, they practice. He, he was a brave man because at the time we were told, oh, don't use these drugs. Mm -hmm. Don't use peptide T. Don't use AZT. Oh, these are dangerous antiretrovirals and they'll kill you. And it's the subject of the movies, the Dallas Buyers Club, the band played on um, back in 1993, two years after that. Um, that, that we as a culture were led to believe that we wanted, that we were going to let the virus cripple the immune system over, over it could, in many cases, decades, rather than treat early and keep the immune system strong. Wow, that's amazing. I, since you started talking about the anniversary of your thesis, I've had been covered with goosebumps ever since you started talking. Sorry. It's just, it's so amazing. And I mean, just look at how many people, how many lives have been saved by that discovery. So that's phenomenal. So you were um, celebrated. I mean, I, I know that from the little I've met with you, that's not your purpose at all. You just are really interested in the science part of it. But so what happened? Why were you, you people don't know, you were thrown in jail, you were discredited. You, what happened? What was the purpose behind that? Well, when at, at the time of, in 1991, only one million Americans were infected with HIV. Um, and it was discovered in this time period, and this is the subject of the band played on, that in fact the virus wasn't simply um, infecting um, the vulnerable, the, the people who were the most susceptible at the time, gays, IV drug users, and um, prostitutes. And so what was realized was that the in virus and the disease was transmitted through a contaminated blood supply. And so we knew this at the time in 1991. So at the time of our discovery in 2009, by 2011, it was realized that number one, these retroviruses that we had, this new family we had discovered called XMRV because they came from mice. Hmm. Um, was most likely um, entered into the human population by a contam heavily contaminated blood supply and vaccines, wow. live viral vaccines, including polio, um, varicella, uh, influenza, um, just many of the vaccines that in 1986 were mandated um, on, on populations when all liability was removed um, 
um, giving pharmaceutical industry freedom to just ramp up how many shots. Um, and the problem was that live viral vaccines are grown in animal tissues, in aborted fetal tissue. And that aborted fetal tissue and animal tissue is actually injected into these recipients. These in infants and the elderly were the most compromised. And in those cases, now almost 25 million Americans. So that's 25 times HIV AIDS. So the liability to the United States worldwide for, for spreading HIV through the blood supply in 1991 was crippling. Yeah. Now in 2009, it's 25 times that. So as the forward of our first book, Plague, um, written by Hillary Johnson, brilliant said, a disease able to affect the economy of nations. So they shut me down. They tried to shut, they, they literally eliminated the viruses and the discoveries from the journals, from science. It was across um, a Good Morning America, XMRV, all a hoax. Yeah. And, and where, what did we replace it with? COVID-19. Wow. So, yeah, and back then, I think 1993 was when the DPT vaccine also was found to have damaged and killed hundreds of thousands of kids or, or damaged several when Bobby Kennedy was talking about that on the show. Correct. He was talking about that and they're still using those vaccines across the world. Yes, on, on the most vulnerable people, people with who are the poorest and can't stop this. So right. in fact, these, it was in what we discovered was infection by injection. Right. And that's what we're facing now. So, you know, a lot of us are, you know, well, America's in fear. You know, we've been in fear for, for months. And I always talk about if you're being chased by a tiger, you can't see, smell, touch, here, you don't know if it's there. Your our immune systems have been damaged and weakened so long because our fight or flight mechanism has been so rattled and so, you know, at, on high alert. And we know that when your um, fight or flight mechanism goes up, your cognitive function goes down because you don't have to think, you just got to run. And your immune system goes down because you don't have to fight the splinter, that's the infection. The tiger is going to eat the infection and you don't have to digest your food because the, the tiger is going to digest your food. So right. purposely for that brief moment of stress, those are taken down so that you can run as fast as you can. And then when the tiger's gone, all of those functions come back. You're digesting your immune system and brain function, and I'm sure there's others. So, you know, you mentioned that, you know, fear and anger weaken the immune system. And because of that same fight or flight mechanism, and after several months, what do you see happening to our immune system um, and our vulnerability to a virus like this? after all the stress and put on top of it all the election problems and then we'll get to the masks in a minute, what they do our immune system. <laughs> right. So um, back, you know, what my PhD thesis suggested was all we had to do was prevent the activation of the virus. That is, keep the immune system strong and, and Magic Johnson would never get disease. Keep the flame turned up, that, that flame, that cytokine storm that we now appreciate, that term that most never heard about until COVID-19. So if we keep the immune system without stress, without fear, without anger. Those are the most powerfully um, immune suppressive things. And that's what we learned over the decades with HIV. And because we, you know, um, st stopped having people live in fear, could say, it's all right. And, and anger that you don't, the, the patients at the time felt the government were, you know, I remember signs saying scientists are murderers. Hmm. And, and so it was, it was an incredibly stressful time for everyone. And you just can't live under that stress. We will cripple the very immune systems intent that are necessary to, to respond to any invader, not just a retrovirus or a coronavirus or an influenza virus or hepatitis, anything. Wow. Well, thank you very much. This is Judy Mikovits, Dr. Judy Mikovits. She's a virologist. She's uh, the um, writer of Plandemic. How would you say that? Uh, the writer of the New York Times bestseller, Plague of Corruption, and the video Mickey Willis made of that um, book. Oh, it is Plandemic. Correct. Okay, great. So we're going to take a short break, and then we'll be right back.
Hey, this is Dr. Duncan McCollum. Thanks a lot for tuning in. You know, you've heard me talk about this amazing new machine called the TRT machine or the Tissue Regenerative Technology Machine. We've had such amazing results and um, I really want you to experience it. So I'm still offering the $49 special. Um, I'm going to play a little snip from my friend and patient, Noel. I've He's talked before. He's a diabetic patient. And let's just listen to what he has to say about his treatment with the TRT machine. You don't realize how much you use your toes for balance until there's no feeling in them. And so I've got the feeling back in my toes and my balance is greatly improved. Definitely recommend it. So that's it. The TRT machine or the tissue regenerative technology machine. I highly recommend you check it out. If you want to go to trtllc.com, like trtlimitedliability.com, you can find out about this. Um, People are calling it the stem cell machine. It's just phenomenal. So you definitely want to give it a try. Give our call office a call. 459-9990-831-459-9990-831-459-9990-831-459-9990-831-459-9990-831-459-9990-831-459-9990-831-459-9990-831-459-9990-831-459-9990-831-459-9990-831-459-9990-831-469-9990-831-469-9990-831-469-
there's been so much mandate, quote unquote, which is not legal. We know that the, that can't be mandated except for maybe time of emergency. It's the only time the governor can actually mandate something, but they can't last for more than 30 days. Peggy Hall was on the show a few weeks ago, and she kind of made that clear for Correct. us. Um, but yeah, and so one other problem, okay, so you're saying that there's toxins in the mass. The, the fluoride is toxic, the Teflon's toxic, there's microfibers in there, there's metal fibers in there. And we know that if you wear those, and especially if you're doing a job that requires you to breathe heavily, sweat, all that stuff, there's a fibrosis condition that can get into your lungs. It can be damaging and non-reversible, is that correct? Correct. And every time you wear one of those, you're driving the disease. And if you're the most vulnerable, you you can actually die from only a few hours over the course of even weeks because this fibrosis, every time you wear that mask, even for a few minutes, you drive that process. And it's it's literally like throwing a blowtorch on it. So it gets much, much worse, not just a little worse. And um, there was a gentleman the other night talking about, even in the hospitals, that the, the amount of time the doctors and nurses can wear masks. Do you know that data or was that just from him? Um, I, I know of those data because my colleagues and, and from my professional life, mm -hmm. as I told you, I isolated viruses from very sick people, from AIDS patients, from other things for my whole professional career, literally more than 30 years. And we never, ever wore a mask in a lab. Why? Because we were healthy young people and we did not want to immune suppress ourselves and risk getting infected with that virus. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. So now there's a whole nother subject, and that's uh, the term um, hypercapnia, <laughs> which is another huge issue when you're wearing a mask. Mm -hmm. And what that hypercapnia means, that too much carbon dioxide in your, in your body. In your blood. In your blood Correct. system, yeah. And so hypercapnia is literally the heart of COPD, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. So those people, including my husband, um, have, and he got a bacterial pneumonia in his 30s and almost died in the hospital. And so from that, he developed COPD. And so he is one who can never wear a mask. He's the most vulnerable we should be protecting. Um, and the definition of when you have too much CO2, carbon dioxide, in your blood, you're, you're, you have no immunity against viruses, essentially. And so you're going to get upper respiratory infections and you're going to drive disease. So 47% of our kids have asthma. They shouldn't be wearing a mask. Um, people like me with, I have um, pleurisy, which is fluid in the lungs because I have a an obstructed airway, a deviated septum in my nose. I can't breathe out of my nose. So I always have too much fluid in my lungs. And that's also a hypercapnia or hyperinfectious state. So this is why um, I never wore a mask when I did this work. And I never got infected hmm. with any of those viruses that I was directly in the face of the patient isolating from their infected people. Yeah, and so for those of you listening out there, you know, I know a lot of you tune in and tune out when you're driving around town. I'm talking with uh, Dr. Judy Mikovits. She's a virologist. She's uh, author of the book, Play to Corruption, as well as The Case Against the Mask and a couple other books. Uh, our first book was called Plague. Plague. And we're talking right now about when you wear a mask too much, um, you get too much CO2, carbon dioxide, back in your body, and it's a condition called hypercapnia. Just so you know some of the symptoms, because you may not know about this, but mild symptoms are basically flushed skin, drowsiness, lack of focus, uh, mild headaches, feeling disoriented, dizzy, shortness of breath, abnormally tired or exhausted, and then some of the severe conditions could be confusion, coma, depression, or paranoia, hyperventilation, loss of consciousness, muscle tension, and of course a lowered immune response because you know you don't have the right chemistry in your body to allow your body to function correctly. Correct. So do you want the most vulnerable driving a car with a mask on with those symptoms? I certainly don't. Yeah. People are going to die. Yeah. So why would um why why do why is it why is the government government having us do this or mandating it? What's going on with, now you worked with Fauci for a while. 
No. <laughs> you, you didn't work with him. but you I didn't some... work with him, but he funded many of my studies through National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Disease, which he's been the head of for more than 40 years. So we collaborated with other scientists um, at the NIAID, it's called, at, at the at the Institute when we were at the National Cancer Institute of those 22 years. After I got out of the National Cancer Institute, I went to in industry and, and academia where we get funded by grants from that agency from because we're working on infectious diseases. So all infectious diseases are under the purview of Tony Fauci. Okay. And um, you had... What, can you tell us about your what happened to you, your arrest and why and, and your paper being taken back and stuff like that? Well, yes, in 2011 when it was clear that um, more than 25 million Americans had been infected by injection, had been infected with cancer-causing, neuroimmune disease-causing, that's Parkinson's disease, autism, chronic fatigue syndrome, um, chronic Lyme disease, uh, these diseases that are out Alzheimer's diseases, you know, we, everybody's like, oh, they're your fault. They're genetic. You just get them. Mm -hmm. No, it was clear there was an environmental tox. There were environmental toxins involved. And at the heart of that, in our studies, what those people were infected with the XMRVs. So when that was realized, um, literally we were told to renounce our data, you know, no, you didn't discover that. I was, I was arrested. I refused. Um, I was fired. My office locked down every bit of my data taken so that I couldn't support it. I couldn't defend it as, as we will. Um, and, um, basically my career destroyed because I refused to sign what was called an apology but while I was in jail which was actually a confession they said say that you made a mistake and and um, XMRVs and these retroviruses don't exist and and that didn't happen and you can have your life back and of course I said no I don't want my life I I, I want to make sure not one person gets sick um, and these are the most vulnerable of the mass mandates and it is my belief that COVID-19 is a massive cover-up of these, these 25 million Americans. If they wear a mask, if they ever get another injection, they will be the first to die. Wow, that's, that's an amazing story. It's just, it's almost, it's like science fiction. You think it's unbelievable. And thank you so much for, you know, your just courage. You know, that's amazing. Well, it um, includes me. Yeah. It includes the lab workers. It includes the first responders, the military, the doctors and nurses who were forced, who were they exposed. We realized these viruses were contagious, mm -hmm. spread like COVID. You know, yeah. you don't you don't put a mask on because then you're reinfecting yourself over and over again. And you will, I you know, I'm one. I filed a lawsuit um, with um, I was a. a, a plaintiff in a lawsuit against Governor Newsom and Tony Fauci worldwide that Larry Clayman filed from freedomwatchusa.org on June 23rd of this year for the vulnerable, that we are the ones at risk and we are the ones being killed and they are liable personally and professionally. Wow, that's, that's amazing. So, um, you know, and also you mentioned that acronym, um, XM, what that's talking about is you're talking about the viruses that are grown in animals, in this case, mice. Correct. And it can be monkey. So uh -huh. we've, we've learned that. So what the coronaviruses and the bat viruses have been grown in, the Ebola viruses, other family members, is a cell line called Vero monkey kidney cell lines. It's a, it's a factory for why, viruses. Why are, why are they even doing this stuff? Um, because we can't study viruses unless we grow them. I see. Viruses don't live outside your cells mm -hmm. in your body. Yeah. So they're not, like this is the thing about the mask to wake people up. Don't put on a mask when you walk by me. The virus isn't on the tabletop. The virus isn't in the air. This isn't how they spread. We're being conned and lied to. So you're wearing this mask and you're activating, you're, you're suppressing your immune system and making yourself sick. And the stress, will turn on the expression and you'll test positive. Yeah, and even they say about when you touch the mask and you know, you're breathing, the stuff stays on the mask. Some of these older viruses that have been lying 
dormant or parts of them that have been lie, lying dormant in your cells or your tissue somehow are getting reactivated. And that is adding up a one plus one plus one plus one equals a lot more than the sum of the total. Correct. It's synergistic. It's yeah. one plus one equals 10. Yeah. And so that's a hairline trigger response that at any given time, the next time you put on that mask, if you're the most vulnerable and, and you, you can be the one to literally die a cardiac arrest. Wow. And you know, it's not just that you're most vulnerable. I mean, you can have a, a bunch of circumstances hit you in that particular moment where your stress level goes up so high that, you know, I mean, look at how many people, you don't know, well, you're down south, but in Santa Cruz, we had people losing their houses. Several of my patients did. I think 900 homes were lost and um, 70,000 people were taken out of their homes for over a month for the fires. I mean, the stress level, let alone the smoke in the air, wearing the mask, smoke in the air, all of these things just add up. And then the stress from the polit politicians have put on us are horrendous. So, um, you know, I, I think it's really, we were talking earlier about the act, which was signed by Dr., I mean, by President Reagan in 1984. 86? Okay. Yeah. And uh, Dr. Andy Wakefield, who we've had on the show before, his movie, The Act, came out. And I recommend that you look for it and find it. And you can actually find it at 1986theact.com. 1986theact.com. Yeah, it's been, it's an amazing show. But since all of the, basically the, the um, drug companies of virus or the vaccine companies got complete immunity by that, which meant that they cannot be held accountable for any damage caused by vac vaccines. However, the government put together a fund which... We are fun the, the citizens are funding to take care of the and there's been five billion dollars paid out to the ones that could claim it. How about the ones that haven't claimed it? To the vaccine injured, yes, and that compensation program, there's a 75% tax on each vaccine that goes into that to pay that. Um, wow. The government, actually only 59% of it gets to the people and the injured, and only 1% of the people injured actually ever claim it. So yeah. 1,000 times, 100 times more than that is actually, so this dollars. is why it's a disease able to affect the economy of nations. Well, let's go a lot farther than that now because, you know, back in uh, the 60s or, uh, or 70s when I was a kid, I think, you know, chronic disease in children was like maybe six, seven, eight percent. Correct. Right now, af especially after the mass and its coincidence, after 1989, when the they were able to put out all these huge vaccines, I think there's 78 instead of the eight we had. Um, the amount of uh, chronic disease in children has skyrocketed over 50%, let alone the disease of our country on all levels. It's almost like it's creating uh, a, a way for the drug companies to make more money by creating disease. I mean, that's probably wild to think about, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's wild to realize that it's the truth, that yeah. the explosion of chronic disease, when I started, the reason I went into science was when I was 10 years old, 12 years old, my grandfather died of cancer when nobody knew if cancer was infectious, what it was. Yeah. And I thought you can heal cancer with nutrition. And so I started studying nutritional biochemistry and, and, and in fact, it was a closet disease. Now one and two, think about when you watch the world series and in the seventh inning everybody stands up to cancer and holds up a picture of somebody they lost yeah nobody would stand up in 1972 when i started this journey one person nobody knew wow that's amazing we're going to take another break here and um, i'm with dr judy mikovitz and this is mccollum wellness radio and we'll be right back in just a couple minutes it's starting now for you Hey, this is Dr. Duncan McCollum. Thanks a lot for tuning in. You know, you've heard me talk about this amazing new machine called the TRT machine or the Tissue Regenerative Technology Machine. We've had such amazing results and um, I really want you to experience it. So I'm still offering the $49 special. Um, I'm going to play a little snip from my friend and patient. He's talked before and let's just listen to what he has to say about his treatment with the TRT machine. I have Gary here, just got his fourth treatment on your knees 
And even from the first treatment, you had some success and results. So can you tell us? A year and two months ago, I got knocked down by a horse and I got a grade two pull on my hamstring. And from there, everything went to hell. Uh, basically, uh, I was walking three and a half miles a day. I went from that to walking less and less and because it was so painful and my other knee started hurting me. And then I stepped off a ladder and jammed my knee. It took me the next morning five minutes by the time I stood up to get out of my bedroom. It was so painful. At the same time, I found out about the TRT from the doc and I knew that that was for me. So almost feeling completely normal. So it's been great. I was walking stiff, stiff knee on one side because it was just flopping out of place. Now I can bend my knee and walk. I totally recommend this one time and you'll just go, whoa. So that's it, the TRT machine or the tissue regenerative technology machine. I highly recommend you check it out. If you want to go to trtllc.com, like trtlimitedliability.com, you can find out about this. Um, people are calling it the stem cell machine. It's just phenomenal. So you definitely want to give it a try. Give our call office a call. 459-9990-831-459-9990. Hello, Santa Cruz. This is Dr. Duncan McCollum, McCollum Wellness Radio. And um, I'm here with Dr. Judy Mikovits, virologist, extraordinaire, amazing story she has. Right before the break, we were talking about the fact that the uh, health of our country is is gone down so much. Um, in fact, I'm just I'm the four, I'm writing my sixth book right now. It's called Turning Back the Biological Clock, and I'm going to read you a paragraph out of it. This is out of the fifth chapter. It will be out by the probably of March of next year. But so. So many people tell me, oh, I eat very healthy, I only eat organic, or oh, I drink tons of water and I don't eat junk food and I have for years. Yet these same people are sick. They are part of our population, which is rated 47th in the world for health, that has the most obese population in the industrialized world, which takes 50% of the world's drugs, if not more, and yet we're only 4% of the world population, a nation that has 80 million Americans diagnosed with multiple chronic diseases, according to a Michigan State University study. 50% of the population are diabetic or pre-diabetic. 30 million are diagnosed with thyroid conditions. 50% of our children are diagnosed with a chronic condition. And one out of 33 children in the United States are born or diagnosed with autism now. So there's, if, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But it sounds broke. So it sounds to me, um, Dr. Mikovits, that there's some things that we need to, to change um, to try to help the individuals get healthier. And we were talking earlier on about the fact that what we need to do is boost our immune system. We have to get ourselves healthier, you know, and that means clean up our diet, get the inflammation out of our bodies. And there's a gentleman I work with, and you know, named Dr. Dan Pompa. His whole shtick is fix the cell to get well. Right get the toxins out of the body because chronic inflammation causes chronic disease. What causes chronic inflammation? Toxins. Right. And right now we're breathing mass full of toxins. We're breathing our own carbon dioxide in and all of the bad particles that we're trying to get out of our body are getting back into us. So if we can just talk for a couple minutes about your thoughts on how important it is for somebody to... to take a look in the mirror, draw a line in the sand and decide that there's something that they need to do and there is something they can do. Yeah, the most important thing to do to enable people to see what they can do is educate them. And this is where the American people have been, the world really has been lied to by the pharmaceutical industry, by our healthcare industry, which isn't healthcare at all. It's, it's sick care. It's created market for the pharmaceutical industry and and we can see in in COVID-19 how that industry and that corruption has prevented us from realizing there are solutions there that don't include injecting a needle full of these toxins these carcinogens these vi viruses these bacteria the molds mycoplasma yeast what's in that shot so if we can educate people because they've been lied to now for 
decades. Um, and, and this is what is, you know, my mission and how we wrote, wrote the books and why, because people don't realize it's not necessarily their behavior. It's, it's that we really can't fight what's being injected. So, and, and, and that's the problem where we're told the mask is working. It's not, it's making us sick. Mm -hmm. So if we look around us and we see what's making us sick, um, this, this is what we have to do. We have to wake up, stop the censorship, and educate people so they can make better choices. Well, it's kind of interesting because, you know, all of the um, media out there are owned by what kind of company? Pharmaceutical companies. <laughs> what? So <laughs> pharmaceutical companies are... are directing and dictating everything that we um, know or we can find out by turning on, even going to the um, internet, but staying with, the, with all of the radio or television stations to now, they're all pretty much owned or paid for by the drug companies. And they're, you have to go with their narrative or you're not going to have a job. Correct, and that's true with our legislators, our governments. Everybody is bought and paid for by the pharmaceutical industry, and this is what our studies realized all the way to our universities. You know, the journals, our scientific journals, that paper, October 8, 2009, in supposedly the finest journal in the world, Science, we learned at the end of my journey in 2011 when I was jailed and the year afterward was literally just just a commission fraud by the pharmaceutical industry. And we can see that in COVID-19 with the fraud about papers coming out saying the masks work. Look at the ones that say they work. Oh, they're fraud. Um, the, one that said, the one that said hydroxychloroquine didn't work in the, in the journal Lancet, another high quality paper. Um, this stopped whole honest doctors from using it. And then they figured out six weeks later after thousands had died in Europe that it was fraud. So wow. we're commissioning fraud. So we yeah. need to take down the entire system because our journals, just like our news media, it's just, it's make news. Washington Post and New York Times and Wall Street journals, they're not scientific, mm -hmm. you know, and, and it's difficult. Uh, it's it's fraud and, and, and it's um it's criminal fraud. Well, and you know, going back to the first uh, movie Vax too, I guess where um, Dr. Thompson from yeah. the CDC Vaxed one Vax one. Yeah, he um, Dr. Thompson finally got basically kind of busted talking on the phone to another doctor because he felt so guilty about the fact that the CDC had been allowing and covering up all of these. Um, information and their offshore um, communications that they had, which is all in doc in the new um, movie, the. 1986, the act, too. So, and if, in, in, in facts to the people's truth, yeah. you can see. So he covered up that the MMR vaccine, in fact, did make certain vulnerable populations, including black boys under the three age of three years old and, and boys, you know, 4.4 fold more likely to get autism. And he covered that up for 20 years. So he only confessed to Dr. Brian Hooker, who is indeed a hero, um, who was the one who dogged him with Freedom of Information Act until he finally one day, I guess after almost 20 years, confessed he, um, he covered this up. He locked the data in a safe. You know, thank God he locked it in a safe because the rest of the CDC burned it at a little data burning party on a weekend. Wow. And this is what people don't understand and realize. And I had no idea when I met Brian Hooker, August 31st, 2014. Wow. You know, I mean, if the CDC and the FDA were truly there to help us be healthier in a country like the United States, the richest country in the world, why would we be rated the worst in the industrialized or 47th in the world for health? So it just goes to show you if you're anybody out there listening, does that make sense? If it doesn't, then realize this isn't going to be an easy fix. I mean, you know, Dr. Mikovits has put her life on the line, basically. She's lost her career because of her integrity, and a lot of other people have as well. And, um, you know, we really do need to take back our health, and we have a, a brief window of time to do it in, I think. And now's the time. I mean, right now, who's the head of who? <laughs> 
I can't say his name, Tedros or... Um, oh, no, but I'm, I'm sorry, maybe not the head, but Bill Gates has got a... Oh, yeah, Bill Gates is the head of what we're calling this a global predator organization. These are predators. They're preying on the most vulnerable. They're preying on this fear they've created. Um, not a virus. It's well, but not wait a, a minute. Bill Gates has been, you know, a th philanthropist helping give vaccines to Africa, to testing the... Um, the Gardasil virus in India, what about all that? <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, the, in Somalia, um, the Gardasil injured um, tens of thousands of innocent young women or killed them here in the United States. The Gardasil vaccine is mm -hmm. causing cancer. Essentially, most of the cases that we serve as experts for in vaccine court right now are flu vaccine and Gardasil vaccine. Um, and this is just, and you still see those commercials on on TV right now, how it's unconscionable that that it, it's very clear the night the 2014 Ebola outbreak came from a lab, the same Fort Detrick's lab that sent those cells, the monkey cells, full of bat viruses to Wuhan, and they sent them out from all the way from 1991 and created that that 21,000 people died in that outbreak of Ebola. And we, the public, are lied to. And when did they do that? Oh, the summer of 2014. What were they covering up? William Thompson's confession. So the CDC, hmm. they made it look like a hero. Remember when Dr. Kent Brantley, who was infected and cured with hydroxychloroquine hmm. um, by the doctors there, and they tried to start a worldwide outbreak at that time. Wow. And Zika in Brazil was the same thing linked to a DTP shot, which we discussed earlier. Right. So you sprayed the environment, you destroyed, you sprayed toxins through the air, weaponized mosquitoes and killed the vulnerable population who couldn't speak for themselves and ruined their economy because they were counting the Brazilians on the Olympics at that time. That's um, just, it's so unfathomable that this can be going on. But and I, anybody out there, um, I hope that this is waking you up. This is Dr. Duncan McCollum, McCollum Wellness Radio. And I have uh, Dr. Judy Mikovits here, author of Plague of Corruption, and also uh, The Case Against the Mask, and also your mo the movie um, Plandemic is basically a narration of your book, it's parts of our book, Plague of Corruption. It yeah. was intended to be a promotional video, yeah. but it was before COVID-19 we made it. And so we remade it after that. Okay, we have just a few minutes left. Two things I want to talk about or briefly just talk about is um, um, Event 201. Correct. Which if you... You need to watch this video, the movie. Um, Plandemic Indoctrination. Yeah. You can see it at plandemicseries.com or freedomplatform.tv. Okay, we'll say that again in a minute. But this was a scenario played out five months before the coronavirus hit the market. Correct. They did the exact, everything was, it's like, how can they be so clairvoyant to be able to put that out five months before. So if you have any question or doubt about what we're talking about, go check out the timeline on this and you'll be really surprised. I'd like to, just for the next few minutes, if you could tell us about um, the coronavirus, the diagnosis of people dying from coronavirus right now in the world or the country, is it coronavirus or is it the flu or because we don't know? Absolutely not. COVID-19 has literally no proof that it's caused in any way by the coronavirus, by SARS-CoV-2. And what the data actually show, and um, uh, it's, it's been shown by experts who went to the CDC's own database and looked at what we call PNI, mortality, um, from pneumonia and influenza. Every year the CDC compiles these numbers. And when this expert um, did a little simple to, uh, statistics, he found 20, they called 22,000 deaths PNI in, um, in 2019 and 20 flu season. And they call and uh, they called the other 250,000 of these influenza deaths, PNI, um, pneumonia and 
influenza, other things that cause upper respiratory infection, 250,000 deaths they called COVID. Absolutely was not. So in other words, all of a sudden the common flu has been um, eradicated because there was, I mean, I don't know how many deaths you said. 271,000, 4,000 people a day. No question they're dying, not from COVID, from influenza and wearing the mask, the flu shot and the mask, which which drives the infection and the disease. Right. So they're saying instead of having the mass, huge number of people die from flu every year, um, the people that are trying to have us, they're trying to give us the data they want us to understand are telling us that, that well, they're, they're not talking about the flu. They're just saying everybody's dying of COVID. Correct. Yeah. And so that's, you know, false data from what you're saying. Absolutely as fraud. A, as criminal a fraud. Yeah. Well, no doubt. Um, that that is something that we have to be aware of. And, you know, we've just got a couple minutes left. And give us the, the information where they can find you, where they can get your books, um, anything that we need to know. To And thank you. Well, well first I want to say the simple solutions. If what I told you is true, take off the mask and never get a flu shot and, and and we won't never get another shot until they prove them safe and effective and that won't happen but this year alone in the next three months take off the mask go back to your life uh and and don't get a flu shot and you won't see the disease i can i can guarantee you that um will guarantee you that if i could get everybody out of these masks you can find our books um essentially anywhere books uh, major booksellers because now plague of corruption is a new york times bestseller nice. pandemic was pandemicseries.com more than one billion people worldwide have seen that our book plague of corruption has been translated and plague and the mask has been translated into german and spanish plaguethebook.com is our website um and essentially you can find me everywhere yeah <laughs> So don't believe what you see out there on the common social media because they're, they're, they're controlling what they want us to listen to. And in the time that I've met you, I see you as an incredibly caring and um, you know, fantastic person with a lot of integrity. So really appreciate you being on the show. You did tell us about a, a, a mask to wear if you have to wear one. And it's the Correct. true... There's there's a mask that you can get from tru47.com, true47.com. It's a silver mesh mask or a silver and copper mesh mask. And what's good about that is silver and copper are antiviral, antimicrobial, so you breathable, you won't make yourself sick, you won't breathe in that influenza from people who have other masks on and are actually spreading the disease. And you won't make yourself sick from within. So true47.com, um, uh, I would encourage the, the silver and copper. Yeah, I just bought a bunch myself today for my family and my staff. Well, we are out of time. Um, Dr. Mikovits, thank you so much. I'm such a pleasure having you on here and getting to know you. And, um, you know, I hope that the people out there are listening and we'll be back next week with something other really fun. Okay. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you.